Hello and welcome to the Raptors Show on Sportsnet. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Uh, yes, we have another episode on the podcast feed. I understand that we've had a lot of content, but you know it's been a great experience here at Summer League. Uh, a lot of great access as well. So um, this I wanted to bring to you is an interview with the latest Raptors point guard, Dennis Schroeder. I was able to go to his uh, signing unveiling that was over at uh, the hotel that the Raptors are staying at here in Vegas. Uh, and we were able to secure a one-on-one interview with Dennis. And um, I think my overall impression just leading into the show is just he is pretty thoughtful, um, you know, took his time. Uh, definitely when you get signed, there's a lot of media responsibilities. He's a vet. He knows that. But, you know, just a thoughtful guy. We got into his game, gotten into his connection. He knew Darko Ryakovich from their time together in OKC. Darko used to be one of the assistants and worked pretty closely with Dennis, so it seemed like Dennis had a connection there. Dennis has a connection with Masai as well, so uh, he talked about that. And then, you know, we talked about his game, but we also talked about some of the stuff that he's, you know, doing off the court. He, 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 if you haven't checked it out already, Dennis Schroeder has a uh, personal vlog, um, which, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a big one. Like, he's got like 350K uh, subscribers on YouTube, and some of the videos I've seen have reached like 2 million, for example, in terms of views, but it's cool. Like, I think it's a, it's a good level of access that you can really get into um, him and also just him being around the team. I know he made a vlog around his first day in Vegas and, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be more and more of that kind of content to come. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a fascinating guy. Um, definitely a well-traveled guy. So, we, you know, we talked about some of the interests and some of the things about the vlog and honestly, he's a good dude. You know, it, I think our interviews typically are like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but we got to talk into about like 20 minutes here on this episode and he was just having a good time with it. And, uh, even afterwards when we were walking around again in the hallways of these gigantic palatial hotels here in Vegas, we were just walking around we're just trying to find our way out. Uh, and, uh, he, you know, he stopped me and he was like, yo, like, you know, so, you know, he, he was curious about just me starting the podcast, sort of my little journey in, in my career in terms of starting off, you know, independent and doing it on my own and bringing it to different outlets. And I sort of explained that story to them and he was pretty attentive at all the whole time. And he was like, you know, that's really awesome, man. I, you know, I, you know, and, uh, he said, you ask good questions. And to be honest, it was, it was very flattering to hear. Um, sometimes I, I, I do forget that, um, you know, this has been a really big journey for me in terms of in sports media. And I think that I'm always very caught up in like, how do I, do really well the next thing and how do I cover the next game really well and how do I get the most information to, to the audience for the next one and how do I get the next interview with this guy and that guy and I just like I don't know it kind of just on a personal level took me out of the moment and was like yo this is very cool I'm down at Summer League and I'm just uh, I've just covered Dennis Schroeder signing with the team I mean again a couple of years ago I was just genuinely just a fan on the outside thinking about this whole thing and you know even in today's whole experience like getting down there, talking to Bobby, talking to Masai, talking to Dennis. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously it's, it's part of the summer league experience is you get closer to these guys. But at the same time, I think, I think uh, it was one of those moments for myself where I was like, this is very cool. And I think, you know, I have Dennis to, to thank for that sort of little moment. So here you go. This is the interview that we did with Dennis Schroeder. And, uh, you know, we got into a, a whole host of subjects. All right, we are joined on the program by Dennis Schroeder, the newest point guard for the Toronto Raptors. Dennis, I just heard you give the correct pronunciation, and I already screwed it up. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, I'm don't, sorry. don't worry. Can we get it one time for the record, please? Yeah. Dennis Schroeder. Okay, all right. Um, all right, so walk me through the last uh, 
week or so for you because mm -hmm. I was watching your vlog, and we'll get mm -hmm. to that in a second. Seemed like you had a really hard time getting here, man. Getting here. I mean, uh, a temporary passport is um, such a pain in the ass. Uh, uh, I lost my passport during the season, okay. and um, my visa was in it. And uh, we applied for a new one, but they said it's going to take a while to get it, uh -huh. the actual one. So they gave me a temporary one because right. we went on vacation, went to Cabo, and we tried to get back from vacation. I couldn't even enter there. Okay. I uh, had to stay back for one or two days, and uh, that was the same situation. So uh, like four or five days ago... We flew from Berlin to Amsterdam, and um, after that, I tried to, you know, uh, my boy Joel, he had uh, his um, boarding card already, so yeah. um, he was ready to go, but they didn't let me get on the flight. So we had to fly back to Germany, drive home, and it was just uh, a lot. Yeah, there's, all, there's a lot of scenes of you sleeping in an airport <laughs> yeah. in that vlog. Um, that is true. Okay, so hopefully that got, that all gets sorted. I always figured that, you know, as an NBA player, you can just say, like, hey, I'm Dennis Schroeder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, here you go. And maybe uh, you can get through, but I suppose it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. No. Um, okay, hopefully something easier then, uh, the, the, the free agency process. Mm -hmm. um, how was that for you? I'm sure there's lots of anticipation every time you become a free agent. Um, when did Toronto come into the mix? And sort of what was your connection with Masai, if you had one? And what did he tell you about this team? I mean, we're, we're, uh, Masai, we're going way back. Uh, okay. I mean, my old agent, um, he uh, was always in contact with him, and Masai always said, like, he liked the style of play, um, okay. what I bring to the team. And, um, yeah, so uh, we always had that uh, little connection. And when I seen Masai yesterday or two days ago, he was like, oh, we finally made it happen. Mm. Um, but free agency... With my new agent, uh, I didn't, you know, um, he's a great agent. He know what he's doing. He's been long in the business. And um, he let me know, like, just the communication part was just great. He told me this and this is what we have. Um, and um, you just decide what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Fred Van Vliet uh, went to Houston, that's uh, when that offer came in. And, um, I mean... I knew Darko was here. Right. So there was a, a big part why I chose uh, this organization as well. And, um, yeah, then I signed with them right away. Right. So I, I don't want to make you repeat it all because mm -hmm. I just heard you talk about it. But yeah. you and Darko go back to OKC. You guys worked closely together. He was an assistant. Obviously, you were the player there. Um, did you know back then that Darko had this potential in him to become head coach one day? For sure. I mean... Basically, I mean, with Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan is a hell of a coach as well. But um, Dar uh, Darko, he probably did most of the work already. Interesting. If that makes sense. Like, okay. um, and you, you, you could tell that he is becoming a head coach in the next few years. And then um, he went to, I think, Phoenix and Memphis. Uh, Memphis now. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they've been good for like the last two, three years and, um, they rewarded them. Mm -hmm. So, well, that's, that's good to hear though. That's good to hear because, uh, everyone's really curious. You can tell everyone's already asking about Darko. I think right. we all want to know more about him as well. Right. Um, so those are the connections you've had with the team. I want to ask about your game as well. So you mentioned earlier, you know, you've had a lot of great vets in your career when you were in Atlanta, you had tons of vets, uh, under Mike Boonholzer and that team. Yeah. Um, 
now you're coming to be one of the vets here, not to make you feel old or anything, but like, you know, <laughs> like you are one of the vets now. Yeah. What are some of the things you want to bring to the team as a veteran? And what's important to get from a veteran when you were a young guy? Um, just leadership. Um, any rookie, any, you know, second year players, third year players, um, feel free to come, you know, and uh, ask as many questions you um, you have. Uh, just ask them. Don't be afraid. Um, embrace it, you know. Um, don't take nothing, no day for granted because, I mean, that's the, the best uh, league in the world. And um, I just want to bring that, you know, the leadership, um, how to become a professional because all my guys, veterans, they taught me how to be a professional day in, day out. And um, I try to do the same thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, you know, to, to meet all those guys and um, try to share all my moments I had and uh, try to, you know, make them um, established in this league. That's fair. That's fair. Um, in terms of your game, so we've always known you as somebody who can really score, very crafty, um, you know, very good at getting downhill. But I feel like in the last couple of years, what's really starting to stand out too is that you're a really good point of attack defender. I was just talking to Pat Delaney yesterday, mm-hmm. one of the coaches here, and he talked about he's really excited to have you guarding the point of attack. Right. When did you start taking that pride in your defense and, and really, really um, – making it a core part of your game? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, my first year, um, when I got minutes, was because of defense. Oh, okay. And even uh, in Germany, I picked up full court. That was just my identity, you know. Um, picked up full court, and it got me minutes in the NBA. Um, made mistakes, of course, on the uh, offensive end. But on the defensive end, I uh, always brought it. And... Then, um, for some reason, after, like, my fourth year or something, like, people said I can't defend. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> and um, end of the day, you know, um, played with a lot of Hall of Famers, and I just had to see where I can, you know, impact winning. Of course. And, um, you know, playing with Bron, AD, uh, Austin Reeves last year, you know, D'Lo, mm. um, Rui Hachimura, so much uh, offensively, like, talent yeah um so i had to you know find a way where i can impact winning still being on the floor and there was you know being of course pushing the pace on the offensive end but on the defensive end just being a a pest and um being you know on steph curry on jama and and try to make it as hard as possible for him and um yeah i mean that's just you know me try to impact winning yeah no, now that I'm thinking about it, you just casually mentioned it. You had to guard Ja in round one, Steph in round two, and then Jamal in round three. <laughs> like, it's not I mean, an easy job. Is that's, it? that's not that's not easy. And um, yeah. I mean, all three of them, you know, it's like one of the best in the league. Yeah. Um, but it's so like different. You know, Jamal went first, then Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steph Curry and ja, Jamal. Um, A little uh, more Murray, similar. Yeah. More similar, but. I mean, just, you know, going in every night, don't matter who you play, you play one of the best, mm-hmm. you know, guys in your in your position. And uh, me, I'm just, you know, taking pride and um, just try to, you know, do as much as I can right. um, to win a game and to win the ball game. Yeah, well, that, that, I think that speaks to your adaptability, your flexibility on that front, because we've also seen you be successful in this league as a starter mm-hmm. and also coming off the bench, you're right. in contention for a six-man, yeah. right? So... Is that something that's important to you? And, and also, more in terms of your approach, does it change your approach at all, coming off the bench or starting? I mean, it's, 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 it's not changing for me. I mean, 
if I'm um, a guy who comes off the bench but still plays at the end to impact winning. And um, like I said, you got to be grateful, you know, uh, to be in this league. And um, for me, it's, 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 uh, I'm at the at a point of my life where I want to have, you know, just being happy in life, um, in the things I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means, you know, even basketball, just being uh, being me. And uh, Darko knows exactly what I bring to the table, and I just can, you know, be me here. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, we talked about the basketball. I want to talk about your vlog as well. Yeah. Okay. It's, first off, it's an excellent vlog. We've, we've seen some of the episodes got, like, millions of views on it and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, a couple of things I've seen just watching the vlog. Number one, clearly you got some soccer skills. So yeah. to walk me through that, when did you – start playing soccer, and honestly, like, did you ever seriously pursue that sort of direction? Yeah, when I was young, I mean, you got to understand, in Germany, like, when you grow up, yeah. it's, it's not basketball, it's soccer. Of course, of Everybody course. playing soccer, and I grew up playing soccer as well, and, uh, but then I, I wanted to be different, and um, I had a coach, uh, Livio Kalin, um, he was like my mentor, and he helped me, you know, get to this point where I am today. So, um, but soccer, I still, you know, play it um, in the off season with my friends, kick around, and um, soccer is, uh, you know, like one of my favorite sports. You're like one of the rare NBA players that has the frame to play both sports. Because you, you agree, most most NBA players would be terrible if they had to play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> There's two. Very, I mean, they're too big. This is all. It's yeah, too big. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, if I had to ask you for five guys in the NBA that you think would be good at soccer, or that you maybe even played against, uh, who would those guys be? Maybe a starting five, let's say. Five guys. So I gotta put myself in there and that's try fair. to be. I've seen the skills. I, that's not even like a. You're not bragging. Like you're good. Yeah. Um, I heard Pascal Siakam can. Um, he yeah. got like a little routine before the game. So. Yeah. I might got to connect with him because mm-hmm. I used to do that with Austin Reeves and uh, okay. taught a little bit uh, Austin Reeves how to, you know, um, have a little soccer skills. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid, sure. one guy, and he's tall and he still can, you know, got skills on the ball. You can juggle ball. a little bit, yeah. Um, who else? Soccer. I know Steve Nash used to do that thing where yes. he used to have that. Steve Nash was Steve yeah. Nash was good, but yeah. I mean he's not playing no more. Well, so, yeah. um, European guys, hold on, because the states guys don't really. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, um, European guys, Luka Doncic can a little bit. Okay. So that would be my starting five. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna ask if you like attended any academies or anything when you were young too you, you weren't that serious nah it wasn't, okay, it wasn't okay. that right, serious right. maybe I'm gassing you up too much right? I'm sorry <laughs> um, okay I see you're also big into skateboarding as well yeah talk to me about that like is there a big skate culture in, in Germany where you grew up it is um, I mean my big brother he's five years older than me he yeah. always took me when I, I think I turned seven got me my first board okay and um, from there on you know, we still skate to this day, like mm-hmm. just riding around and having fun with all our friends. And um, I mean, I think that helped me a little bit uh, in basketball with my footwork. Sure, yeah. Um, even with soccer. And um, yeah, I mean, 
Skating is still a uh, part of my life, yeah. Okay, I don't know that much about skating, but I, I have played a lot of Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's the coolest trick you can do? <laughs> coolest one. The coolest one I like is uh, 360 flip. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's 360 good. flip is... Uh, one of the other big themes of your vlog is, you know, you, you got, you got, you got some kids now, you got yep. some little babies and, um, yeah, I mean, how has your perspective on life changed since they've entered your life? I mean, it's, uh, the, the best thing in the world, you know, um, I mean, <laughs> I can't do it. Like sometimes I don't, I don't believe that I have already three kids, you know, um, and a wife, it's, um, I mean, I got more, uh, how you say it, uh, Patience. Sure, you have to. Um, a lot more patience, but just being able to enjoy every single moment and um, to have three beautiful kids is, um, I mean, you can't take it for granted. You know, um, a lot of things can happen. And I got three uh, beautiful kids, a wife, you know, who got my back. And um, to always go back to them. Mm -hmm. It don't matter if you win a game, lose a game. Um, you got kids, you know, who loves you and um, a wife who loves you, who comes there and supporting you, you right. know, day in and day out. And, um, you know, just being happy. I think that's uh, the most uh, I've learned, you know, having my kids, of course. But uh, on the court, um, it motivates me as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, of course, making sure that, they, uh, even when I get older, that they straight and um, that I build up something, you know, for them. And um, so the motivation is there for, for sure. Man, these kids are going to grow up spoiled. They, nah, <laughs> they're nah, so nah. rich now. I mean, you know nah, what I mean? Like, it's such a blessed spoiled. lifestyle. You work so hard to give them this good lifestyle. That is true. I didn't, I yeah. never, I never had it, you yeah. know. Um, my, my mom and my dad, they did, I mean, did everything right, right. and um, raised me the right way, but... I mean, we growing up, we didn't have that. But um, for them to be around, you know, last year, LeBron James, mm -hmm. Austin Reeves, yeah, AD, man. I mean, that's, um, you can't think of more. Of course. And um, of course, all the other stuff financially comes with it. And um, But we still try to raise them, you know, the right way. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, I got three more questions for you. Last one, last one of the vlog. Like, why did you decide to take a vlog or start to do a vlog? And also, walk me through some of the people. I mean... Is this Joel? Is this Joel? Yeah. 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 Uh, so walk me through this. What's the process? I, I grew up with um, with Joel. Um, I think I know him since I'm like seven, eight years old. And uh, I mean, from that point on till now, we've been you know together every day, wow. close to. So uh, that's family. That's my brother, and um, I appreciate him. But he brought me to YouTube as well. So oh, okay. um, he was the guy. Um, to, to, to tell me, like, yo, listen, when you do YouTube, people, you know, it's first of the future. Yeah. But um, it's a good thing because, you know, you build a community who, like, really behind you. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, we started it because nobody else did it before. Yeah. And, of course, like, we was in L.A. There's nine-hour time difference. Right. So whenever we play... Not a lot of people in Germany can watch it because right. they got to go to work the next morning. And um, so that's the reason why we did YouTube, right. show them how the games went and just give them insights of an NBA athlete, you know. And um, I think uh, we built something big already in two years. And um, 
we try to keep it going. Yeah, hit subscribe. All right, sorry. Is, is that what <laughs> YouTubers do? Right? Hit subscribe, right? <laughs> subscribe, hit the like right. button too. Uh, okay, two more, two more. Okay, I got to ask you about the, the, the thing with OG, like two years ago. Yeah. What happened on that play? Because he, he flipped you out of nowhere. You know mm. what I mean? Because I think he might have got the steal. He was running up ahead. Yeah. And then you were just trying to wrap him up, a regular wrap up or whatever. Yeah. And then I tried he to, flipped you. Yeah. Why? I Why? mean, I tried to, I, I fouled him. Yeah, it was a hard normal. foul, but I mean, we couldn't give up two points, easy points. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I tried to hold him up yeah. after I fouled him. And he's strong too. Yeah, so I hold him up and he didn't fail, but then I don't know what was in his mind. Like, he just uh, thought about flipping me. And um, I was mad after that. Uh, we talked a year after that when we played against each other again. Uh -huh. And uh, he was like, man, I didn't mean to. I don't know what happened. And That's what I'm saying. He doesn't do that with mo Like, he's very chill guy. Yeah, like, very exactly. Guy. And, I mean, then just now, you know, it was on my vlog as well. We uh -huh. talked about it a little bit. And uh, he said I flopped. Um, you didn't flop, man. Come I on. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't flop. But, I mean, it's uh, the emotions, you know, in the game. Sure, yeah. uh, Being competitive. And uh, I didn't, you know, take it uh, the wrong way. That was the weird part too, because I remember that game. It was like the first quarter. It was like maybe like seven two or something like that. Like there's no, there's no like you know. What I mean, it wasn't like he had a hard fought battle. Right. He fouled you. You fouled him, and then whatever. Like it, it came out of nowhere. It's one yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, and then the last question. So obviously you played in Atlanta a long time. You've been in the league a long time. So you've been in Toronto uh, quite a lot to play. Mm -hmm. Do you know Herbie Kuhn, the PA announcer in Toronto, the guy who in the arena? Yes. Yes. And he is the only guy. Shout out to him. He's the only guy in. The league, yeah, who can pronounce my last name right? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I always uh, was excited to go to Toronto okay. because of the games because he was the only guy who wow. says Schroeder the right way. So, um, I think he I speaks mean, a little German, man. Yeah, I think he's not half German, but he got some German in him. Right, right. So um, it's going to be great. I'm going to be excited to go to the games uh, because now. When I walk in, um, I'm a, I'm a hear it and I'm a hear it the right way. Okay, okay. Well, that's good too. So you got you got two German speakers. You got Herbie and then you got Jakob, obviously. Oh yeah, the, the Austrian. Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. So. But his is his like broken German. What? He don't like really. What is it? He's from Austria. I think he's from Vienna. That's Austria, right? Yeah, it's Austria. Austria. But they speak like for us. Yeah, it sounds uh, like. Like bo how broken English is. Okay, okay. Like broken German. Okay. So, uh, but I mean, uh, I'm going to see how um, we can talk, if we can talk in German or not. You guys got to run a German pick and roll, you know. You can just tell them, to, <laughs> tell them to roll, but in German, whatever roll is in German. So, <laughs> Rollen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay, Dennis, uh, we've taken all your time. I appreciate all you. Right. Uh, I would say welcome to Toronto, but we're here in Vegas, but you'll, you'll be right. in Toronto eventually. Yep. Figure out your visa, and uh, best of luck with the season, all right? Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks once again to Dennis for coming on the program. Thanks to Raptors PR again for setting all these up. We have one more interview coming out from uh, Vegas. Uh, I will be talking to uh, assistant coach uh, Jama Mahalela. Um, you know, he is obviously a familiar figure in Toronto. He got his start here in Toronto, uh, then went out to Golden State for the last two years, got himself a ring, came back to the organization now on a promotion. So can maybe interested to dive into his career. I think the universal reception to him is just, he's a great guy. He's a great, you know, I'm, I literally, I've talked to a whole bunch of guys um, about drama and everybody just says the greatest thing. So looking forward to talking to him about his career, his progression, what he's learned recently. He's on the Raptors uh, coaching staff here in summer league as well. Um, so 
yeah, that will be the last interview, and, and we'll have more reaction podcasts coming out, and uh, you know, I'll do another takeaway from Vegas, I suppose, in the on the weekend or maybe even next week. But for now, thanks everyone for listening. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Honestly, go watch Dennis's vlog. Um, it's it's fun, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll welcome him to Toronto. Um, you know, I think he's going to be one of the older voices on the team, and you're probably going to be hearing him quite a bit in these media interviews so thanks everyone for listening once again thanks to dennis thanks to raptors pr and check back into the podcast feed we're gonna have lots more content